0: but it doesn't have to be complicated. Welcome back to Uncomplicating Weight Loss. Before we dive in, this episode is brought to you by my Brand new quiz called Why Has Your Weight Loss Plateaued? You can find it right on my website, www.eva.fit. It's a quick two minute quiz, and I will email you your detailed results, letting you know what is stalling your weight loss. I will also send you tangible tips and resources, including a free meal plan that I created, especially for jumpstarting your weight loss. Again, go to eva.fit and you will find it right on my homepage. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a very loaded subject, self-love. And I'm going to talk about how loving yourself through your weight loss journey will help you reach your goals even faster. I'm going to share the five principles of self-love that are the starting foundational point to any self-love journey. And I'm going to give you some actionable tips that you can do and implement to kickstart your self-love journey. So self-love is a really important topic for me, and it's something that I've woven into my coaching and my programs because I've personally struggled so much with it throughout my entire life, and I've seen and lived both sides of the coin. The subject is very loaded and controversial because there are people who believe things like I'll love myself after I lose the weight or when I look different. And the truth is, you won't. If you put conditions on loving yourself, you'll always be moving the goalpost. It's like a dog chasing his tail. On the other hand, I know that there are people who believe that if you truly love yourself, you shouldn't want to change anything about yourself or improve yourself. Therefore, you can't possibly love yourself if you want to lose weight or make any kind of physical changes, or even intrinsic changes, right? That's also completely untrue. In fact, the reason why I infuse self-love teachings into all of my weight loss coaching is because I know from living and breathing it, that hating yourself and beating yourself up all the way down the scale, or up and down the scale, isn't healthy, it's not productive, and it's not sustainable prioritizing yourself and your health is actually the ultimate form of self-love. Most of the time, the mindset blocks that we have when it comes to losing weight and keeping it off are actually grounded in a lack of self-love. But that's the stuff that the diet industry won't tell you. I started to really get into self-love around the time that I started my health coach journey. And I'll be the first to say, it's been challenging. I've had to do a lot of inner work, a lot of journaling, a lot of therapy, a lot of forgiving, and a lot of healing. And healing can be really painful. I had to go back to where it all started. And I had to deal with a lot of the things that I'd brushed under the rug for most of my life. Personally, growing up, nobody taught me the value of loving myself or Even what it meant to love yourself. On the contrary, I resembled my mom a lot, so naturally, I looked to her for approval and acceptance when I was a little girl. I thought my mom was beautiful, but she constantly judged herself, constantly compared herself to other people, and called herself the most awful things. So these were the things that were planted in my mind during my most formative years. As a result, I rejected myself for most of my life. I always wanted to look different than I did. So, of course, this led to my body image issues, my body dysmorphia, disordered eating habits, and my self-esteem was non-existent. I did everything I could to fit in somewhere, yet I never felt like I fit in anywhere. That was probably one of the things that drew me to acting, because I could get lost in being another character, another person, and living in another reality. And I was desperate to be loved and accepted by somebody. I mean, anybody would do, right? So I bounced from one abusive relationship to another. Of course, I know now that my mother didn't know the effect that her self-hate would have on me and my self-esteem. Nor did she realize the effect that it had on her because she heard these same things from her mother and every generation before them. So this was considered normal. And now that I'm a mother, I'm that much more aware of and sensitive to the ways that our unresolved traumas can really, really affect our children. It finally dawned on me one day that the reason for all of my misfortunes, mishappenings, bad decisions, bad relationships, bad jobs, they all stemmed from my lack of self-love. And in all transparency, learning how to love myself has been hard and frustrating. I've had to learn the hard way that how you love yourself is what sets the tone in every relationship and every encounter that you face in life. This affects how you interact with your friends, lovers, family, coworkers, even strangers on the internet. That's why self-love is at the core of all my coaching and all my teaching. It's really that important, especially when it comes to weight loss, because your relationship with food, your relationship with yourself, and your relationship with your body will make or break your ability to lose weight for good. You can either love yourself through the transformation, or you can hate yourself through it. Which one do you think is? Less complicated. So let's dive right in and talk about what self love is and what it isn't. I truly believe that self love is the foundation of any transformation you're looking to achieve in your life. Whether it's weight loss, career, finances, relationships, in order to have a sustainable transformation, you've got to love yourself unconditionally. And that means when things are going well and when things are going straight to hell. Self-love means giving yourself what your body, your brain, and your soul needs to get through this marathon that we call life. It's the practice of nourishing yourself from the inside out. It's an inside job. It's knowing and understanding that everything you've ever needed has always been inside of you. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. It means not settling for less than you deserve. Loving yourself doesn't mean that you think you're the smartest, most talented or most beautiful person in the world. Instead, when you love yourself, you accept your strengths along with your weaknesses, and you appreciate that these are the things that make you unique. When you love yourself, you have compassion for yourself and you take care of yourself the way you would take care of someone that you love if if they were in need. You can also Love yourself and not necessarily like yourself at the same time. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. Don't worry, I'll explain more in a little bit. Self love doesn't mean that you always have to like who you are, how you're acting, or what you're doing in every single moment of your life. Instead, self love is the act of being present and attentive with yourself no matter what and being radically honest with how you're feeling, it's treating yourself kindly, not nitpicking your shortcomings and constantly criticizing yourself because criticism locks you into the very pattern that you're trying to change. For many of us who grew up in households that either lacked love or in which love was fleeting or sometimey, learning how to love yourself unconditionally is going to take work. If you grew up with people who were often unhappy, anxious, or angry, then you most likely learned and focused on a lot of negative things about yourself and negative things about your world. And so self-love is not instant, right? It's not something that you'll decide that you're going to do and never have to think about it again. It's not just something that you say. It's something that you do. It's something that you feel. It's something that you cultivate and nurture and experience. It's a lifelong practice and it often takes unlearning a lot of the things that you learned, especially when you were growing up. Self-love is constantly evolving and it requires action on your part. It's a skill. It's actually one of the most important skills that we're ever going to learn. But unfortunately, it's a skill that most of us were never even taught. Self-love itself is a responsibility. It's not just a trend, right? It's valuing yourself enough to walk away from toxic, negative, or abusive people. It's establishing boundaries and protecting your energy. It's being comfortable being alone. It's being okay with spending time with yourself, by yourself. Self-love is finding ways to soothe your spirit without harming your body with things that numb your pain, like food, alcohol, drugs, sex. Self-love is about paying attention to your intuition and trusting yourself enough to take action on it. Self-love is gentle discipline. It's following your joy. It's believing in yourself. And more importantly, it's not selfish at all. I'll tell you what is selfish. Selfish is actually not taking care of yourself and not loving yourself. Selfish is living your life on autopilot, unaware of how the way you treat yourself is affecting the people around you. That's selfish. There's not a single area of your life that isn't affected by how you treat yourself. You're going to have ups and downs just like any other relationship, but your relationship with yourself needs to be your priority. And this is coming from someone who has always struggled with putting my relationships with other people before my relationship with myself. I honestly think this is why God has kept me single for so long. This is a really big part of my own self-love journey. When we first start to learn self-love, it can seem like a really elusive thing to grasp. So it's important to establish what I call a baseline. This baseline of self-love is one that you can always come back to, that you wouldn't allow yourself to dip below that point on any given day, no matter how fucked up things get. Looking at it holistically, everything is categorical. If I asked you to take a sheet of paper and on one side, you write a list of all the things you love about yourself. And on the other side, a list of the things that you don't love about yourself, you'd have... Things to add on both sides of the paper, right? And that's okay. Because you can love some things about yourself and not love some things about yourself at the same time. They can coexist. They don't have to cancel each other out, even if one list is longer than the other. That's okay. Like I said earlier, you don't always have to like yourself to love yourself. If you're a mother, Sometimes your kids make it on your very last nerve, right? Does that mean that you stop loving them? No. Sometimes you just need a break. It doesn't make you a bad mother. Sometimes you don't love certain things about yourself. That doesn't make you bad or unlovable. But sometimes we'll beat ourselves up and think, oh, shit, well, there's way too much I need to fix. I can't love myself until I fix everything. And this is so much more common than you'd think. I've lost count of how many times I've heard, I can't love myself until, or I'll love myself when. So let's get into the five principles of self-love. This is something that I learned during my coaching certification program that really helped me to put everything into perspective when it comes down to how to love yourself, and ways to start implementing self-love into your everyday life. The five principles are self-acceptance, self-respect, self-awareness, self-knowledge, and self-trust. So principle number one, self-acceptance. And in this case, accepting yourself just as you are without judgment. And yes, this is hard. So what does self-acceptance look like? Well, what do you do when you make a mistake? When you forget to do something? When you stress eat a pint of ice cream? Or you skip three days of working out? Or when you accidentally send the wrong email to someone? What do you do when that happens? Do you call yourself a dumbass? Do you tell yourself you're never going to reach your goals? If the answer is yes, then stop it right now. That is not serving you. That's only making the situation worse. Beating yourself up is not tough love. Do I need to repeat that? Beating yourself up is not tough love. That is not helpful. When you make a mistake, you need to learn to love yourself in spite of it. You treat yourself with kindness. You're gentle with yourself. And you forgive yourself. There's so much that we need to forgive ourselves for that we don't even realize. Starting with forgiving ourselves for the role that we've played in so many of these situations in our lives that are keeping us from loving, appreciating, honoring, And recognizing ourselves. One of my faves, Louise Hay, wrote, the road to freedom is through the doorway to forgiveness. And that is so true. You become free once you've truly let go. And that's a hell of a process. I am not sitting here saying that shit is easy because it's not. But it's necessary. We may not even know how to forgive and we may not want to forgive, But as long as we're willing to forgive, as long as we're willing to work through it, to work through our issues with ourselves, that's when the healing can begin. It's not about anybody else. It's not about condoning bad behavior. This is about you. This is about setting you free. This leads us right into principle number two, self-respect the highest form of integrity is to honor yourself. It's not always about finishing what you started, staying true to your word. Yes, that's important. But in the light of what we're talking about, sometimes you're going to want to change your mind. Sometimes you realize that you need to change directions. And you need to honor yourself and follow your inner guidance when that happens. There's no point in finishing what you started if you're miserable doing it, if it's no longer serving you. Think about dieting. How many times have you tried a complicated, restrictive diet that made you eat foods that you hated because they're supposedly healthy, but they're gross and you hate eating it and it makes you want to throw up or a diet that left you lightheaded because you weren't eating enough because you're only eating 800 calories in a day and you're about to pass out. How many times have you been in a relationship where you tolerated questionable behavior and misalignment with your personal values? In fact, self-respect goes hand in hand with establishing boundaries. When you love, respect, and honor yourself, you set boundaries and you respect them. There's a quote that says, The only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you not having any. That is so true. Part of setting boundaries is you say yes when you mean yes. You say no when you mean no. I know you've heard the saying, no is a complete sentence. It is. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be an asshole. But you do have to say what you mean and mean what you say, not only for other people, but for yourself. It's about honoring yourself and your boundaries. Setting boundaries around your time and your energy and honoring and respecting that. Having boundaries is a form of self-love and self-respect. The third self-love principle is self-awareness. Now I have a whole episode on self-awareness. It's episode number 17. And self-awareness is so important. When we're applying it to self-love, awareness has two parts, observation and acceptance. So if we go back to that list of things that you love and don't love about yourself, right? Observation in this case means that you get really curious about the things that you don't love. And then you start to observe those things with a sense of curiosity and mindfulness, not with judgment, not with criticism, curiosity, get really, really present and consider what you wrote on that list and ask yourself, why? Where does this come from? This is going to get you to become more aware of what's at the root of those things that you don't love. And that's how you eventually get to self-acceptance. It's important to remember that you are in charge of your life. It's really easy to blame other people for where you may or may not be, but that's not going to bring you any closer to being where you want to be. The only person who can change your life is you. That may sound scary, but it's actually very powerful. And in order to change your life, you've got to start with accepting that you are exactly where you're meant to be right now. It might be because you have to learn a lesson, it might be that you need to forgive yourself or other people. It could be anything. That's where you got to do the work. But it takes observation and acceptance. To get to that clarity, it's not just gonna fall out of the sky one day and you're gonna have some big revelation. You have to do the work. The fourth self love principle is self knowledge. And this is the idea that you don't know what you don't know until you do. And once you start to understand yourself, once you start to lean into yourself and start to learn more about yourself, that's where you start to grow and change. That's where you really start learning about yourself. I'll be sharing some journal prompts in a little bit to help you apply this. But just know that it's okay to be someone different today than you were yesterday. It's okay to change your mind. Knowing and accepting that is an act of self-love. The last principle of self-love is self-trust. This means trusting that you are safe to express yourself even if other people don't fully approve. It's trusting that your body is always sending you important signals and that you should listen to your body. It's trusting and accepting that whatever you were able to accomplish on any given day, that was enough. If you were supposed to get more done that day, you would have. You did your best. It's trusting that other people's experiences, other people's joy, other people's sadness, other people's problems are not yours. They don't belong to you. Allow other people to have their own experiences. Stop trying to control other people. You'll find the ultimate freedom when you do. Trust me. (laughs) Trust me, you will. You'll make so much better use of your time if you focus on yourself and your self-love and less time worried about everyone else's experiences. I had a friend who was always the martyr for other people's problems. She found her worth and her value in always being in someone else's shit, always trying to fix things that weren't hers to fix. And she was miserable as fuck. Everything in her life was a disaster. But she would fall on the sword for anybody and everybody under this guise of being selfless and loving and caring. And I would always say to her, Worry about your damn self. That's not your problem. You can't control anyone but yourself. Why are you putting yourself through this unnecessary suffering? But some people only know suffering. Suffering becomes their baseline. And that's unfortunate. But it's also a choice. So, trust that you can choose a different feeling. These five principles are the foundations for self love. Once you have these principles in place, you can build everything else on top of it. And trust me, this is only scratching the surface, this is only the beginning. But it's important to have a solid foundation. And remember, you're going to spend your whole life cultivating self love, it'll get stronger. It'll grow, but one day, something will happen, and you'll relapse. Life will happen. Life isn't always going to be good or fair, but when you relapse, you're going to be kind and gentle with yourself, and you're going to love yourself through it until you get back to your self-love baseline. You're going to treat yourself like you treat an innocent child or like you would treat your best friend that's going through something. And it's important to keep that in mind that there will be moments where you will fall off this wagon. When I was going through my most recent depression and my most recent dark night of the soul, I completely relapsed when it came to my own self-love. And it has taken me quite some time to build myself back up. So when I tell you that this journey has a lot of ups and downs not just saying it, I'm living it. But I can't even imagine where I would be if I hadn't started my self-love journey three years ago. I probably would have fallen a lot deeper into that dark hole if I didn't have at least this foundation, at least the baseline, right, that I established a few years ago. So as we wrap this up, I promised you some actionable steps that you can start implementing right away. So I want you to challenge yourself to pick at least one of the following suggestions to implement this week to start strengthening your self-love. Starting with self-acceptance. Here are three actions that you can put into motion. Number one, start with being gentle with yourself. Gentle observation, gentle self-talk. Just start with being gentle. Especially if you tend to be harsh with yourself. Number two, write yourself a letter of forgiveness. Try writing it as if you were a mother forgiving her child for doing the best that they could. It can be as long or as short as you want it to be. Number three, change your self talk by using affirmations or mantras. So you can really override your low level mental programming with higher level thinking by using. Positive affirmations and mantras because they're thought pattern interrupters. So, when you start having these negative thoughts that spiral down into the self hate or the self disapproval, you can interrupt that and spiral it back up with an affirmation or a mantra. So, instead of thinking or saying, I'm not doing enough, I don't have enough, I'm not good enough, you can replace those thoughts with, I give myself permission to be okay with where I am. Some other mantras you can try are, I know that I'm doing my best. It is safe for me to be me. I am enough. I have enough. I do enough. And I love myself. Permission-based mantras are really powerful, but you need to practice them with repetition and emotion so that they can seep into your subconscious. You can't just do it for two days and be like, this shit doesn't work, because then it won't. Right? You have to be very consistent. Now, saying mantras and affirmations out loud while looking at yourself in the mirror takes it to the next level. Mirror work is such a powerful tool because the mirror reflects back the feelings that we have about ourselves, and it shows us the areas that we need to change if we want to live more fulfilling lives. It makes you immediately aware of the resistance that's coming up so that you can accept it, address it, and move through it. Moving on to the self respect principle, here are three actions that you can do starting today to work on your self respect. Number one, practice setting healthy personal boundaries. Say yes when you mean yes, say no when you mean no. And if it's not a yes, then it's a no. Number two, Reflect on your self-respect. Answer these two questions in your journal. Where am I putting myself last? What am I tolerating that I don't want to be tolerating? Number three, prioritize yourself. Give yourself more time than you normally do for you. You time. Now on to self-awareness three tips to tap into your self-awareness are, number one, do the exercise that I mentioned earlier in the episode. So take a sheet of paper and write down everything you love about yourself on one side and everything you don't love about yourself on the other side. But before you do this, make sure that you're in a good headspace. Be gentle with yourself. You do need to be honest, but don't be a mean girl with yourself. When you're done, Take your time going over your answers and digging into why and just being observant, being curious. Notice the things that you don't love about yourself with curiosity, not with judgment. And pause in those moments and ask, what's going on here? Remember to be kind to yourself no matter what comes up. Number two, experiment with different types of meditation. Just take a few moments to observe your inner world by sitting still with your eyes closed. That's all you got to do. Meditating is not as complicated as some people make it out to be. I'm going to do a full episode on meditation because there's so many misconceptions about it, but try meditating just a few minutes. If that's all you can do, one minute, two minutes, five minutes, just focus on your breathing. Which leads me right to number three: practice deep breathing. So, breathwork and meditation are similar, but they are not the same thing. But with regular practice, breathwork techniques can really help you cultivate a clear, peaceful mind and a healthier body. My go-to is always the four-seven-eight technique because it's so easy to remember. You just exhale all the air from your lungs. You breathe in through your nose and count to four. You hold your breath to a count of seven, and then you exhale through your mouth for a count of eight. You repeat that three times. It's very powerful. It's called the four, seven, eight breathing technique. Moving on to implementing the self-knowledge principle. Number one, do some self-exploration. Go beyond what other people have told you that you're supposed to be and really, really dig deep to try to understand yourself better. Get out your journal and just journal on these questions. Who am I? What's my truth? What are my values? What are my core beliefs? What excites me? What do I like? What don't I like? And this doesn't ever have to be set in stone because we evolve, we change, and we grow. You can do this exercise two months from now, and you can have completely different answers. And that's okay. Number two, recognize that who you are at any given moment can change. Give yourself permission to be someone different today than you were yesterday. Number three, get clear on your core values. Write down what your top five values are, and then you'll figure out ways to start to honor your core values. You'll start to set boundaries to protect and honor those core values. And lastly, three ways to implement the self-trust principle. Number one, experiment with releasing the need to control the behaviors of the people you interact with. Number two, express yourself in a new, bold way, whatever that means for you. Find your voice and use it. Trust that you are safe to express yourself and that you don't need anyone's approval to do it. And number three, tune into your body and listen to your physical signals. Remember, your body wants you to trust it. Your body wants you to listen to its needs. Your body wants you to be healthy. When you start to feel something, name it out loud. This will help you learn to trust your body. And also learn to trust your mind-body-spirit connection because they are intricately connected. And having alignment in all three of these areas is the key to holistic wellness. What I know for certain is that until you start to give yourself the unconditional, unapologetic love that you deserve, you will continue to attract all the things you don't want. And I know that the idea that You can't love others until you love yourself is controversial. And I'm gonna give you my take on that statement, and you are free to agree or disagree. It's okay either way. So, I truly believe that until you love yourself unconditionally, nobody will ever be able to truly and fully love you. And this is not because you're not lovable, it's because they just won't know. How to give you what you're seeking, and you won't know how to receive it. That's the nuance to it, right? This is all very nuanced. I think some people like to make that statement very black and white, which is what makes it as controversial as it is, but there's more to it than that. And this is also why I believe that nothing in your life will permanently change until you learn how to love yourself. Because it'll always be conditional until you choose to love yourself without conditions. It's truly the most important thing you can do for yourself to love yourself without any conditions attached. That's all for today. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week.